And welcome to the Football 360 Show, your Tuesday Night Football Fix. Talking all things football. Special thank you to Wente's in Chesterfield, Missouri for sponsoring the Football 360 Show. You can find them in Chesterfield Valley, 18,000 Airport Road, Chesterfield Airport Road. Work hard, play hard. Wente's is family owned and operated, known for their pizza, wings, and live entertainment. You'd have a great time inside or outside in the heated patio. Wente's also has carryout and online ordering available. Stop by and check them out. You won't be disappointed. Great food, a great time. Let them know that you heard about Wente's on the Football 360 show. I'm your host, JP Rock. He is your co-host, Matt Beerman. Matt, how you doing tonight? Doing great, JP. Great, as always, to be here talking football. Yes, sir. If people only knew, we we talk on the phone. We we just have, we have a hard time getting off the phone because we just won't shut up about football. This is just an extension of that. It's, that's all it is. This this is one of our phone calls. Us <laughs> talking about football. So a lot of stuff going on in football across the state and region. Some of the topics we're we're going to hit tonight. We're going to talk high school football playoffs already here upon us. They're here. Hard to believe. I mean, you know, you and I are like. Busy throughout the year, busy in the off season. It just seems like it was elite football combine time. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then now, now we're looking, and it's done. I mean, I mean, the season is people's season are going to be ending. Yeah, this Friday. Hey, yeah, one and done. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, those seniors uh, take full advantage of it. It does. I, I really hate that though, especially with like what I do when I want to talk to the players following a game, because a lot of times, you know, guys just don't want to talk. Yeah. It is their senior year. They are done, and, and it's 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 a hard pill to swallow. It's emotional. It's it is really emotional. emotional. Very emotional. And, you know, everybody's equal on, on paper. Well, not even on paper. In theory, everybody's going to be equal. However, some people are more equal than others. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. Uh, it's kicking off not only Missouri, but also Illinois and Kansas as well this coming weekend. So. A lot of good stuff there. Mizzou, they have a bye week this week, but 7-1 and one, Mizzou, you know, winning homecoming, 62,000-plus people. Were you there or were you? Uh, you're in the no, I had a game. I was, was at a, game, a game. So I usually don't get to go till like, November. Right. So I go when it's nice and cold. But you, were, yeah. you were coaching. I was coaching. So, yeah, we're, we're uh, looking forward to getting some games here in the next coming week. You were winning your own homecoming, right? Yeah, we had a game this weekend. High-powered. High-powered offense. offense. Put 32 points up first quarter. So. Running the bone, right? The yeah. bone. No, no, no. <laughs> Both spread. <clears throat> fun. A lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Uh, I actually saw some some more middle school football, and it it is a lot of fun. It is. There's some talent out there, man. It is. I, th- I think it's fun to get to see these guys. Like the game day experience is, is really good at so many of these different programs, and uh, getting to play on high school fields is pretty cool. And very uh, these guys, uh, they work their butts off. I mean, same thing. A lot of the uh, junior leagues, it's playoff time for some leagues. It's like one and done, like like just a single championship game. Right. Other other leagues, it's you know two three week playoff system. So, uh, but that'll be coming to an end pretty quickly. Oh yeah, there's there's some Super Bowls happening all all uh, weekend long this upcoming weekend. In fact, I have a, I have a nephew who's playing in one of them. Oh, nice. This this coming up. So he's actually gonna. I've told you about him. He's a defensive lineman, right? Big. They've right, moved right. big kid. They've moved him to fullback. Oh, they're gonna let him carry the rock. Oh, I love that. Yeah, right? that's good. I know. I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, so. Mizzou doesn't play until the 4th of November when they go against Georgia. We're going to talk about that, their upcoming schedule, how they're doing. How about Cody Schrader? Oh, just leading the SEC, yeah, leading yeah. the SEC what a in story. rushing. Absolute, Absolute story. And, oh. and uh, a kid that, again, 
We've talked about it numerous times. He's worked his butt off. He's done all the right things and has got a passion. And uh, obviously he's got the, the skill, but his passion and love for football and his ability to just continue to persevere. Yes. As, as, uh, think about the names of kids that came out when he was in high school that are not playing anymore. That oh, were yeah. big deals. That were oh, big yeah. recruits that have come five on. stars, five stars, four yeah. stars. And yeah. Cody Schrader's now uh, leading the SEC in, in rushing. Right, not only rushing, but touchdowns as well. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll talk how crazy. So we'll we'll talk about that. We're going to talk some recruiting stuff, a bunch of stuff going on. It's winding down a little bit for the 2024 kids. Signing day is just right around the corner. It's hard to believe that we're going to be in November. Yeah. And then you have signing day. Speaking of which, Mizzou is going to get a big commitment tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what time that's going to be. Do you know what time that's going to be? Afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon yeah, sometime. Mizzou is going to be. So if you're a Mizzou fan, you got to be pretty jacked. It's be exciting. Yeah, but you know, it's always, people always say, where's so-and-so going? Where's so-and-so going? Yeah. I've learned, and you've learned. Oh, yeah. You don't know until they put either that put that hat on oh, or, yeah. or or they you know make their announcement. But it is that's crazy true. because, you know, we the number of times I've seen, like I've like surefire, maybe not told someone's going somewhere, but they're like, Oh my God, this guy's going there. And then next thing you know, it's like about face and, you know, and, and everything changes, especially now with NIL and oh, it how can all change. that works. It can change yeah. in a heartbeat. So the last second, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, Mizzou's probably in the, in the catbird seat for a number of, you know, high level kids still yet to commit. And, uh, you know, I think the NIL laws in Missouri probably are very beneficial to those kids, you know, making a good decision and absolutely get, get you know, profit off their name. Kentucky wishes Quick. that they had that. Yes. There's their coaches out there begging people mm-hmm. for more well, yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, more money, more money. More right? money, more money. I mean, that's, that's the name of the game. Shane Beamer, uh, the, you know, dog in Mizzou for their uh, lack of uh, facilities for doing the post-game press conference. Oh, really? You know, he complains, it seems like, after every game, or, you know, whether, whether he's <clears> kick, <throat> kicking something, breaking his foot, or, yeah. you know, he was complaining about Mizzou. I guess had him in a I don't know. Closet. Closet. And, and he yeah. didn't like it, but it looked fine. They had a backdrop. I mean, you're in there going to talk for 20 minutes and be yeah. done. What do you need? I mean, back in the old days, I mean, the, yeah. come on. Yeah, what do you need? What, what, what do you need? Just put a tarp up, put a TV screen up with a, you know, logo on it. But not everybody can have a fancy studio. Not like, like this. This is true. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree yeah. with that. This is, this is first state, class, state of the art, first class college football. Man, it's, it's just crazy. Week nine of college football. Uh, and it's 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 enjoyable. There's some there's some parity going on. The playoffs. I mean, they're starting to pair out. I saw the first uh, allotment or you know assignment of what they think that the projection projection of playoffs, what it looks like, and it's it's pretty cool, right? And then yeah. you know, speaking of Mizzou, they're they're the I guess the two thirty game this week for SEC, so that should be fun on the fourth. They're going to be yeah two thirty. Yeah, I mean, game? yeah, on the on the next game yeah, yeah, against Georgia. So oh, that, that should, should be, be a fun. big yeah. Big game, national television, obviously good for yeah. recruiting. Going to be great for recruiting because uh, even kids that were playing on Saturday, not really going to be playing on Saturdays anymore. You know, when you got uh, Brady Cook, um, you know, his first meaningful reps in a, in a high-level game were at Georgia, if you remember, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a whole backstory behind that. He was, you know, really, really in a weird spot because there was a quarterback controversy and Connor Bazelak wasn't playing his best and, Man, that's crazy. Have you seen like he's like Connor Bazelak was at Mizzou 
left, went to Indiana. Now I think he's at Bowling Green. Oh yeah, it's, it's, one, it's unbelievable. One Magic carpet. He's all over the place. They're, they're one of those. One of those guys. Who was the guy who was? I mean, he was everywhere. He was at Miami. He was. He might have been at Georgia for a minute. I know. You, if I said his name, if I heard his name, I'd know know it. I know Martell. Yeah. Yeah, Tate Martell. Tate Martell was at how many different schools? Yeah. Just kept going. And he ended up being a receiver. And, yeah. You know, just, but I think, you know, that that's a really cool topic to talk about. It's like when you get anointed as a guy early on, you know, mm. sometimes that's the, that's the kiss of death. Yeah. Right? We're going to have a, an interview later with Tony Adams, who's, a you know, a, a, a guy that was not super heralded coming out of high school, which I always could not figure out. But um, Well, you and I knew. I mean, we knew. We knew yeah. early on. and. Um, you know, now he's playing the NFL, but, uh, you know, I think sometimes that mentality of working your butt off and just, and just doing your thing and having a passion and not reading that, you know, the headlines and everybody telling you how great you are. Right. I think question. Uh, that, that's really, it's dangerous, right. For it's especially, dangerous. especially with kids. I mean, I had a, a young kid in my office today and he was talking about a kid on social media that he follows that has a ton of followers and he's a middle school age kid. And he actually said to me, he's like, do you think that that's going to affect him long term when he's not the guy anymore? And I said, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how he, you know, parlays that. Is he going to is he going to be the best guy coming out of seventh and eighth grade and continually be that guy through his junior and senior year? Right. You know, odds would say no, um, especially for kids that are older for their age, you know, eight for their grade. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how those how that scenario plays out. But I. I often think the guys that get anointed early, they get a lot of pressure on them. Yeah. It's really difficult. To, I'm, to live I'm never up to sold. It. Yeah, I'm never sold <laughs> just because somebody's that guy early. Yeah, which is why you know I I watch middle school football. I watch freshman football, JV football to see because some guys are late bloomers. Some guys come out and and some you know I am maybe not as much anymore, but JUCO used to be a thing. I've seen guys come out and they go to JUCO and they're skinny, they're underdeveloped. And they had a couple of years in there and then they come out and they're a high level, you know, P5 recruit yep. and uh, go and they go on to play in the NFL. But coming out of high school, you, you wouldn't have known anything. You wouldn't have known that they were anything. Well, and sometimes it's just, a, this, uh, you know, the, the fit that they have in their system and how well that they do uh, translating. Right. So sometimes right. You know, let, let's just use Tony uh, Adams as, a, as an example. He was a guy that I knew could move extremely well, right? And he could jump out of the gym. Just just testing was Quick unbelievable. Athlete. Yeah, fast. And uh, you know, in high school he did a had a good career, but it was never like it was always kind of like, where should we put Tony safety? Should we put him at corner? Is he a receiver? And it was just one of those things where he had an injury. But uh, you know, I'll never forget um I had he and Kyron Williams come out. Uh Blaine Gabbert was back throwing, and we went up to a local field and I had uh was Jared Cook, the you know, big tight end, uh, Michael Pruitt, who's uh, still with the Falcons, and uh, former Kirkwood player, and I believe a guy named Dan Williams. I think he was there. He's a he's from East St. Louis, played in the XFL a little bit in the NFL. I think he was with the Jets at the time, but we needed a couple extra receivers, so I grabbed a young Kyron Williams and Tony Adams were the two guys I invited that were high school players, and about. Um, it's really funny. We got a picture of Jared Cook and, and Kyron. Mm-hmm. I mean, six, 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 and and Kyron at the time was probably five, seven, six. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty funny. And uh, but we're throwing routes, and Blaine turns around and asks, "Hey, who is this? Who's that kid?" And it was it was Tony Adams. I said, "Oh, he's Tony Adams." And he goes, "Where'd you go to school?" I said, "Slew." 
And he looks at me. He was perplexed. He's like, what are you talking about? SLU doesn't have a football team. He was thinking it was a college, <laughs> college athlete. Yeah. And he's like, what's he play there? And I said, no, no, no. He's in high school. And he looked at me. He goes, he's the second guy I've ever thrown to that I cannot judge his speed. Yeah. Right? And so uh, the interview we have with him a little bit later on, he – uh, goes through his combine scores, but he was like a four three nine, four three eight, and you know, forty two inch broad ju- or, or a vertical leap and like oh, yeah. eleven foot broad jump. I mean, just off the charts. But you know, quarterbacks are trackers. You know, with their eyes and and their brain is cal- you know calculating where you're going to be in a given space when they throw the ball. And he's like, I just can't track him. He's right. like, he is so fluid. And you know, those are the guys. He really is. Someone takes a chance on them, and they they play early in college, and then they play in the pros. He was fluid and smooth. And the first time that I saw him, he ran like a four six forty. He was yeah. a sophomore in high school, yeah. but you could tell that he was faster than that, yeah. right? Because just that speed that you saw on the field and when he ran routes, his change of direction and all yeah. that. And you were just waiting. When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen for Tony? Because you knew what was there mm-hmm. with a guy like him. And here we are now. So he kept he kept going. And those are the stories that I love are the guys who you said persevere and keep things going. We're also going to besides talking with uh, a nice interview with Tony Adams. We're going to talk about uh, the dangers of social media a little bit. Had some stuff happen and you see some stuff happening all the time. And it just it just bugs me. And we can remind kids, to you know, kids and adults. I think some adults need to be reminded, too. I think so. You got to be careful with the social media and what, what you do, because it's, it's your so especially if it's your social media and you're letting people do stuff, say stuff mm-hmm. on it. You know, that's that's no bueno. That's no good. Uh, Erna, if you're an adult and you want to harass and harangue a, a high school junior Right. Over a decision. Yeah. yeah. Well, not just a decision, yeah. Yeah. but their play. Yeah. Right there, and and they're doing all right. But we're going to talk a little bit about about that. Have the Adams interview. Going to talk some high school playoff football. But right now, we're going to be joined by our first guest, Mr. Talon Chandler from Nevada High School. There he is, JP Hollywood. Talon, thanks thanks for Talon, joining. Good us. to see you, buddy. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, Matt. So, a uh, lot to talk about with you. We've known you. Feels like we've known Talon since he was a baby. But it's been it's been a few years. Got to watch you grow and develop. And everything. So, for everybody who de- isn't familiar with Talon Chandler, go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, so, I'm an offensive lineman here. Uh, I'm a senior this year. Uh, I live in Nevada, Missouri, like you said. Uh, I used to be in St. Louis. Um, I'm currently c- committed to Colorado. Right. So, talk a little bit about your journey as as a player from from say middle school through through now. And you're just your development. And Matt's, Matt's real familiar. Matt, if you have a question about that or wants a comment about that. Yeah, talk about the different positions you might have tried. <laughs> I think I, I played linebacker up until about freshman year. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been training that elite since I was in second, first, sec, first, second grade. And, I mean, they've always been there for me, and it's been great. You know, the coaches there are unbelievable. And Jamie Pond, the offensive line coach, I think in sixth grade, and Matt, him both told me, you're going to be an offensive lineman, so you better start working. And yeah. uh, so when I got to high school, I uh, some people got injured, and I got my opportunity to step up, and it's just kind of gone from there. And I played tackle my first couple of years, and then I got moved to guard whenever I transferred to Nevada, and now I'm projected to play center at the next level. So along the way, training at Elite with Jamie, did, did they bring up about the possibility of you being a center down the line? Yeah, they mentioned it a bunch of times just because of my size. And so Jamie will, would sometimes work on that. And they'd mention like, hey, you, you know, you're smart enough to be able to play it so you can work on it. So when I train and when we do one-on-ones, I'd work at all five positions. 
Yeah. And so you never had a problem with that. I know a lot of guys will be like, oh, no, I'm a I'm a this or I'm a that. I, I had I I was pretty adamant that I was going to play uh, probably I was trying to play tackle. But right. then I finally they told me you're not tall enough to do it. And everyone was telling me I was going to be an interior player. So you kind of just got to realize if you want to play at the next level, there's certain things you have to kind of say, OK, I'm getting my opportunity with this. But I do think it's good that you're able to have that opportunity to train different positions and then start when you're, you know, a, a younger playing outside and then move in. Um, I think you know having that ability to do that is is really good, and that, and that experience is really good. I think, you know, something that I admired over the years is that one. I mean, yes, you you played some seven on seven as a linebacker and tight end type of guy, um, and you wanted to do all that, and you and you trained and, and worked your butt off at it, and then. You know, at some point you do, you start to realize like, hey, you're not going to, you know, the way you're built and how big you are and strong you are. I mean, he's got big legs, oh, you know, big lower half. I mean, it, 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 it sets up perfectly for, for what he's going to be playing in college. And you start to see that. And sometimes I know as a young guy and you have other coaches saying like, hey, I know this is what your idea is and what your plan is. Um, maybe not going to be a linebacker. That's not saying you couldn't be a linebacker. It's saying we're projecting you and starting to help you get an understanding of where you might be. And I know that could be frustrating as a younger player, but, you know, I think you and, and obviously you have a great support system with your family um, and, and you've been around guys. Uh, but I think when you may finally made that transition, you know, inside you blossomed. Right. And I think that that's a, a huge, you know, testament to you being open-minded, but also at the same time, you know, putting your mind to your goal. Yeah, and like you said, the support system was definitely there. And even with you guys, like I, I trusted you guys whenever you told me because I've never had a bad experience with you. Every camp I've been to, I always get compliments on my technique, and that's that's because of you guys. You know, so, hey, so uh, JP, this is a pretty good story. He's going to tell a story you, about you. Could probably t you can give us more, uh, but you were at a uh, a camp, and Miles McVeigh was with you, and some kid. I don't know who the guy was. You could say yay or nay. I don't know. Cheap shot at you in the drill, right? And it was yeah. one of those things. And you were a younger guy. Miles, I think, was a rising senior. It was, I was going into my junior year, and Miles was going into his senior year. Yeah. And some guy, at a, you know, and he, and how many times have you done one on one live, one on one unpadded drills? I mean, mm, thousands. thousands of times. Yeah, yeah. thousands. Which uh, you start that when you're a young guy, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so give the story. So you guys were at the camp. What happens? So we were at the rivals camp and he was like a highly ranked four star. And I'm pretty sure I was the only kid at the rivals camp that didn't have an offer at the time. Uh, and so like he was all hyped up and he was a little bit bigger than me and I was playing guard and he, he was running his mouth, talking a bunch of crap. And he just basically, he tried to bull rush me down my middle and the refs blew, they blew the whistle and he just kept going and pushed me to the ground and like shoved me after he got me on the ground and then Miles like started strapping up his gloves and walking towards him, and Miles in my back. Well, I think you know that that's the whole deal with like those camps, right? Is I think what I find, and you you can talk expand more on this, but you just hit on something. You went in, you didn't have any offers, right? And the tough thing is, is the way that that stuff works, and a lot of people don't understand with those stars and the, all the all the different offers, you know they're not going to give you anything rating out of there. If you perform better than everybody else, they're waiting for someone to verify you before they start to do it, which I think is really 
it's disappointing because if you're there to evaluate, you should know what you're looking at and be able to evaluate, right? So oh, were, were you not told something to the effect of, hey, you're the best lineman we had here, you know, uh, best junior lineman, um, but, you know, you don't have any, you know, you don't have any offers or stars right now, so there's really not, we can't do anything for you. Yeah, I, w- I was told you're the best junior lineman we have here, and if you had an offer, you'd be a four-star. And who told you? during the recruiting process that that was how you got your ranking. You did. <laughs> Absolutely. And Matt just hit on something. It's, it's one of the sec- unspoken secrets, but that is how guys get their fourth and their fifth stars. Cause we, I've seen guys, there's, there's a, a kid, Dayton Hopkins out of Herman, Missouri. Nobody heard of, right. Until he was just got his first offer. Then all of a sudden he's automatically a four star kid. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. And it depends on who you get your offer from as to how it is. So talk about your mindset and going through that recruiting process. Cause I know there was a little bit, a little bit of stress wondering when it was going to happen for you. Yeah, it was, it, it was very discouraging the middle stages because you're hearing all these things from coaches and all these people telling you how great you are. And you know, we love you. We just need to see your junior film. And then you send them your junior film and they're like, well, we just need to see this, this, and this from you. And you go to camps and you perform. And even like the national camps, I I've had major success at all of the, most of the national camps I've been at. And I get told all the time how great I am. And they just were very hesitant. And then I, uh, I finally had a school come in. Eastern Michigan was my first offer. They came in and they finally gave that trust and said, Hey, we want to offer you a scholarship. We love the way you play. And it was just very rewarding. And it was awesome to be able to see all of the work pay off. Cause you see how long, I mean, it was three long, hard years. Cause I didn't get the offer till it was the last week of my junior season. So it was which just, is, awesome. which is absolutely mind blowing, but you know, sitting in our position, you know, it's tough because you keep telling guys like telling like, hey, look, it's we know what we're talking. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. And and it's it's so hard for the families and the kids to understand like like this is like the game that is played. And unfortunately, if you don't have an offer and you're a stud like you are, they slow play because they don't want to show their hand with guys, right? So like somebody's got fifty offers, it's nothing to throw out another offer to them, right? But if they have a guy that they're like, Hey, this might be the number one guy on our board. We're not going to offer him until we need to offer him. And then, you know, the Mac schools, by and large, will just pull the trigger because they know what they're looking at. And, you know, re- you know, the results, the proofs in the pudding, they have a lot of guys go to the NFL out of that league. Yeah, Bigger schools will try to hide you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you get the, we love you, we just want this, we just want this. They slow play and they hide. But yours, you were always that guy. You were always going to be that guy. So you went from that point to now you're a verbal commitment to Colorado. Walk us through how that all happened and just your thoughts on, on being a future Colorado buff. So actually, uh, I was very blessed. Uh, Jamie, Jamie Pond, the coach, the offensive line coach at Elite, he had a connection with the offensive line coach at Colorado, Coach, uh, coach O'Boyle, who came from Kent State. And Coach O'Boyle was recruiting me when he was at Kent. And um, the I think it was like the first or second week that he got out to Colorado, he gave me a call and said, hey, man, we want to offer you. We love the way you play. He said, you're the number one center on our board. And it's basically you come in and we get you for the interior or we're just going to go focus on tackles. And, I mean, they were my second offer that I got. And so we just loved it out there. My family went out there. I know we heard nothing but great things from Matt and Jamie and all of them. And Coach O'Boyle is an awesome guy. And it just going out there and visiting and Coach Prime, the, the whole program right now is just on the up, up and coming. And it was just a, an amazing experience. And it's been nothing but great since I've committed. 
you guys got out there fast, right? I mean, you you went you went out with you and your I believe you and your dad, and then your mom came the what next trip or something along that line. Yeah, so I think they offered me like the first or second week of January because I remember it was during basketball season, and then I committed like the first the second or third day of February, but but we visited uh, on a junior day, which was like the middle of January. Well, I mean, obviously they have great things going. Coach O'Boyle is a is a great guy. He's recruited the area for a long time. Um, trustworthy as they come, he's he's just a great guy. He's a guy you know that comes to the Lindawood Mega Camp every year. You know where, wherever he's been, and he works it hard. He's a great guy. I mean, shoot, the poor guy just had a surgery uh, two years ago on his legs from an incident and you know from an injury, and he was out there working the camp. I mean, in in hundred degree weather, so. He is a, a stalwart, and he, and he is a, a guy that actually, you know, just gets great results out of his players, and and he's a he's just a player's coach. Like he's gonna, you're gonna love playing for him, and he's he's a guy that communicates. I know he and Jamie have a good good relationship, and uh, you know, I and I think he trusts you know the, the work that we put in. So, so you've been out there to games this year? Yeah, we went out for the Colorado State game, so. That was a that was a fun one. Double overtime. Barn burner. I'll, I'll, yeah. bet, I'll bet. We had homecoming the night before. We woke up like super early in the morning, got on a flight, and we had a full day. They had a whole day planned out for us, and we were up from like four or five in the morning till because I didn't sleep after the game until right. two in the morning. So is it sunk in yet? And it seems surreal. You're going to be playing for Coach Prime. I mean, I'm sure that he's just a, a just a quote a minute to be around. <laughs> I mean, Coach Prime's awesome. I, I always crack up because every time he sees me, he says, that's my guy right there, and make sure to stop and give me a hug. And he always stops and talks to my family. I mean, he is so genuine and just such a great guy. And just the way he is as a person and as a coach is something that I'm really looking forward right. to. Anything you want to tell Buffalo uh, fans, Colorado Buffalo fans? I know there's some watching. I mean, hey, we're, we're coming. I'm I'm excited to get out there in uh, either January or December, you know, and get in and start competing, you know. You, we're having a good season right now. I hope we make a bowl game so I can get out there for bowl practices. And then next year, next year is going to be the year we uh, show out, especially being in the So you're going to get that jump start in spring ball going yep. mid-year. Great. So you do have to finish up your high school season. You guys are, what, are you got eight and two or, or six and two? We're, we're seven, seven and two. two. Seven and two. I know that. I know that's disappointing. But you've lost to some really good teams. Yeah. The one, tough, that last one was tough. It really was. I mean, we were – we had a two touchdown lead and then we fumbled on a kickoff and they scored 20 points in the fourth quarter to win it. So it's just, I mean, it was, it was tough and they're a very good team. I mean, I think people have them rated as the best team in South. They're very physical, very fast, very, I mean, they're one of the most disciplined teams I've ever played. They don't make mistakes. Yeah. They're not for a reason. Yeah. They they're very methodical on offense and just five, six yards every play and they run the ball hard. I mean, I think, I played like 47 defensive snaps that game, and that's the most I've ever played because they just ran they ran the clock down. And their last drive was like a six-minute drive. So tell us a little bit about Nevada football. What, what's your team like? Um, team, we're hard-nosed, run the ball down your throat. Um, we're a shotgun double wing. Um, coach is very old school. But, I mean, our running back this year, he's at like 1,600 yards and 24 touchdowns. So. Yep, Jack. Jack is a stud. I mean, if he gets an opportunity, he, he deserves it. Um, but we're just very – we focus on doing the little things right. And 
like I said, we're old school, but it works, you know, and everyone, every play comes down to all of us doing our job. If one person misses a block, it throws up the entire play. So, you know, and, and like we pull, we pull a lot and we were we are very offensive line heavy. And so that, that's kind of, it matters that our offensive line is good. And we're very heavy on making sure that the offensive linemen have the technique down. Yeah. Well, Hey, if you, if you're looking for fun, Talon, what's your, uh, what's your Twitter, uh, What's your, what's your social your, media? Your social media. My Twitter is just uh, at Chandler Talon. So go on there and watch his pancake videos. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's how many? I mean, 17 I, a couple games ago. Yeah, right? just, just it's fun. If you just want to see guys dominating yeah. um, and, and doing what they're supposed to do technique-wise and then playing the game to the end of the whistle. Technical violence is what I call it. Yep. He's technical, technically violent. It's great. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Anybody else you want to give a shout out to on the team since uh, so in case they're watching? Uh, Jack, uh, Grady. Grady Stewart's a good player. Um, uh, RQB, he's he's young, but he could be a good player for us. Kellen Braden. Um, Was his main guys? Yeah, all, all of our offensive linemen there. They've been very pivotal. They've been very uh, pivotal for us. So great. Well, good luck in the well, playoffs. Hey, real quick, did you did did he have a special announcement yesterday? Oh, you did. No, no, he had it today. Today, you special okay. announcement today. Yeah. You get you got some, uh, something cool yeah. happening to you today. Yeah, uh, so I'm uh, going to be a U.S. Army All-American. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. How many does that make, Matt? I think we're over 15 U.S. Army All-Americans and then probably another 10 um, Under Armors. I'm yeah. still hungry for everyone. That's probably, they'll probably show up at your doorstep, I would imagine. So, yeah, they usually uh, bid it out on each other, too, and battle it out for the for the top guys. So yep. you clearly are a top guy. You've worked your butt off for it. And Absolutely. we could not be any more proud of you, Talon. Absolutely. You're the, you're the poster boy for hard work and perseverance and building off of what you've done before. Because, you know, I always say keep building. And that's what it means. You, you The whole time and getting to watch over these years, that's what you've done is just kept building, building, building. And in the end, it pays off. Yep. Thank you, and I'm super appreciative of you guys, all the support you've showed me, and I'm ready to get back to work, Matt. Let's go. All right, let's go. Thanks a lot, Talon. Good luck in the playoffs this Friday. Who you guys play? Uh, it's probably going to be Grandview. We don't know for sure yet, but there, it's either going to be Grandview or Kansas City Center. Gotcha. All right, good luck, and hopefully I'll see you out there at one of your games. All right, thank you. All right, all right. have a good night. Just such a great story. Talon's just such a great story yeah. to, to watch him. We should have told him, tell your dad if you're still watching. And hi, Mr. Chan. They are, yeah. Dr. And, and his brother, uh, Trayson, was yeah. a snap, long snapper oh, yeah, yeah. At, at, at Memphis. I tell you. One heck of a snapper. Talon's a guy we could have just went like a half hour yeah. interview with because there's so much stuff and so many stories and everything. So like he's that. one of those guys who he, he and Miles uh, McVeigh both would like, you know, like in my office in the facility, like it's kind of a – locker room if you will yeah stopping off point but 100%. not everybody comes in there coaches are in there uh and they're in between uh, sessions but then like the, the you know some of the guys will come in like the, the guys that are connected you know more with the coaches and talent and and uh, miles would be in my office quite often but guys that are just in there holding conversations with adult men right oh, yeah. and uh they're just building relationships and i think that's why you know when you meet them and uh just he's good, good he's very good endearing kids, yeah. yeah he's good, good solid man and raised well yep. and uh, very mature just very mature. very mature and i gotta tell you what i would not be surprised to see coaching in talent's future i don't know what he's you know gonna major in or anything that yeah. but oh, he, 100%. He's, he's one of those guys so one of the things too we have guys that will coach right so right before he moved he was actually coaching our youth and middle school group as the assistant coach to our o-line guys so 
that's always a sign that you know that we're, we're letting the kid do that we're not doing it just for fun we're doing it because he can right. help that he's mature and he knows what he's talking about and he's one of those guys he's one of those guys and not just high school i could see him doing oh, it on yeah, the next for level sure. on the college level so great stuff there uh again playoffs kick off you know the, the whole grand view maybe it's he's not sure if it's grand view or center because yeah. there was that some forfeit situation there with with grand view with some games yeah. and so that might i'm pretty sure it might be might be uh might be center though who who, who they're going to be playing but uh yeah you know you talked about social media we talked about that a little bit and and you know, unfortunately, there was there was uh, an unfortunate incident where some schools had to forfeit some games, yep. and you know it, it gets out on Twitter. It's newsworthy, whatever. But unfortunately, you know, somebody tweeted something out there about more of that happening, and then it snowballed into a whole thing. And with with grown men taking pot shots yep. at, at high school kids and a high school program without any foundation to it whatsoever. And it just, it just, you know, trickled over at the game where, you know, we're, we're, you know, because, you know, people look for that kind of thing to, to have an edge to, you know, cat call other harass, yeah. harass. And, uh, uh, you know, that stuff needs to stop. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think you and I, we, we, we kind of have been doing this long enough to know, just, just sit back and actually, if it's going to come out, it's going to come out. If there was nothing wrong nothing wrong obviously there's things i hear in my job and you, you oh, hear in your job you're a lot of stuff um you know some some can be substantiated some can't be um but you know i've i've learned just to kind of you know one ear and out one ear and out the other because yeah. uh at the end of the day it's i'm not a governing body i don't i mean let them do their job and figure out what needs to happen and let the coaches coach their program well you take a wait and see approach yeah you know and yeah. i had people come to me with with stuff and i'm like look you know I don't talk about anything till it's official because mm -hmm. it's not, there's nothing to it until it is because otherwise that sort of stuff happens. And then people are apologetic or whatever, but the damage can be done, mm -hmm. you know, already. Cause you know, once you want to want to throw things or accusations or labels, and I'm not saying that, you know, any one person did that or blaming any one person, but you gotta, you gotta watch that stuff, yep, especially agree. with your own social media account. You have to be careful with that. Oh, and agreed. because I know I shut down a lot of stuff and especially I get a lot of stuff because I'm always tweeting about, about particular players. I get haters on there all the time who want to dog a kid, you know, and, and I shut that down immediately. You know, you know I, I think again, like why it, it's a kid, like yeah, they're, they're, first of all, they're, they're in their learning stage. They're growing, right. They're not perfect. None of us are perfect, but at the same time, like, they don't need to hear any of your thoughts about their playing or no. they happen to play for a team that you don't like, or they're committed to a school you don't like. I mean, it, it's their life. Let them live it. You know, I, I, I rarely get involved in the recruiting, like of telling kids like where you need to go to school or any right. of that. I would rather, you know, teach the learning lesson of, Hey, this is, this is what you need to look for. Right. And then let them make a good decision. Well, what you and I do is try to help kids. And what we see is the antithesis of that. Where, where people are attacking kids or wanting to make accusations or call names or allowing other people to do that, that's not helpful at all. They are kids and all these kids have dreams and all these kids have aspirations yep. and they're trying to be something that are trying to do something. And football keeps a lot of kids out of trouble. Yep. So why would you want to hate on that at all? Just because you, you, you want to be a fanatic about 
I don't know, your kid's team or some other team or whatever like that. So just, you know, use some more common sense. Everybody needs to remember they're an adult. And I always hated the whole breaking news or we're first, right? I always prefer to be right. I, I don't care if I'm first or last. I'm always right. Yep. Right. And yep, I'm very humble, the, but I'm, I'm always no, right no, about you, what I report. Yeah. yeah because you're going to do the research and, and figure it out and let, let time kind of sort it out as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I see a lot of people who are first with the wrong information. And then, you know, you don't have to apologize if you're not trying to be that person right, correct. or that organization. So. Yeah. You know, I used to always laugh. I mean, on my side of the fence with the training, you always hear people talking about doing it for the kids. Well, if you're coaching and you're saying and you're, you have to say you're doing it for the kids, you probably have bad motives, to be right. honest with you, because oh, yeah. you should not have to tell people you're doing it for the kids, right? If you're coaching and developing, your actions should speak louder than words, right? So, um, you know, it, it harkens back to the old Chris Rock, I, I take care of my kids joke. Well, no, you're supposed to take care of your kids, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. If you're coaching, you should care about kids. And I think it's really interesting that, uh, you know, this this world draws in a lot of people that are oh, yeah. hanger on. Want to be involved. People that want to live vicariously through other people. They want to be in the know all that stuff. I mean, I am constantly shocked. It's a fun world to be involved in. Yeah. You know, but I'm, it's funny. I kind of keep my head in the sand with some of it because I'm just, you know, focused on developing and, and training the guys that we work with and helping them to the best of our ability. And then you'll meet someone that's, you know, an adult male that's super over the top in the recruiting and knows all the scuttlebutt from, you know, a recruiting board. Yeah. And I laugh and it's like, well, most of that stuff is just wrong. Right. right. But Again, I mean, it sells subscriptions, it sells, you know. Yeah, and that, that goes back to what we, what, what we were saying before, you know, yeah. about, about the whole, you know, just take it. You, you know something, JP, too, something to, to let people know. Um, so you got like the, the rivals, the 24-7s, those guys do like the recruiting analysis, and yeah. then they, they, you know, they, they sell subscriptions. They're right? fan services. So they're a fan service. Yep. But then you have this recruiting service which is like an NCSA or, or uh, be recruited, things like that where you as an athlete pay for their services and then it gets promoted out to the schools. Right. So a lot of people don't know this. The way that works is if it's a NCA certified recruiting service, that information gets paid for by the families and athletes, and then it goes free to the colleges, right? On the scouting service side, it is free to the athlete, but the colleges pay for the information. Correct. So just do some quick, um, you know, logical thinking on this. Who do you think the colleges place more uh, uh, validity in, the person that they get the information for free from or the person that they or the group that they get the information they pay, you know, for? Right. My, my experience is they place a ton more value in the in the reports that they buy from professional scouts and scouting services because, that's just the way it works, right? I mean, years ago, I was uh, talking to a coach. He was a D2 coach. Um, and I asked him what he thought about a particular scouting service and then, like, the emails that he gets with lists of names. And he said, I just delete it. Yeah. I said, why? He goes, if, if, if they have that many, you know, many resources and they have not yet sent me an email or sent me their film and they're going through an intermediary, he's like, I don't have, I don't have time for it. He's like, they need to – they need to reach out. So I thought that was kind of interesting. It is very interesting. And something that I always try to tell players and, and parents, especially is if somebody is promising you a scholarship, if you pay them X amount of dollars, 
Hmm. Doesn't sound like a good deal to me. I'm not telling you what to do. Doesn't sound like a good deal to me. Like, like you said, you know, if somebody wants your information that is a legitimate NCAA certified scouting service, say like a flyover scouting, yep. they, you know, and they want your information because colleges will buy that information from them. Who has more money, the parents and the kid or the colleges to get that professional information? Yep. It's the way it works. Is, yeah. And there's, and then there's street agents too, the people that will, they're not even involved, they're certified that will then collect money to promote. And I think, again, you have to, you have to just be very careful with seeing a lot of that pop up. Yeah. You gotta be very careful with that yeah. because I believe me, the number of people I know that have been burned or, you know, feel like they had a guarantee. I can promise you this. I am very connected with college coaches. So are you. Mm-hmm. I will, I will not promise anybody to get there, no. get an offer because it is not my decision. Nine times out of 10, the guy that, you know, at the school, it's not even his decision because it has to be bought off by, by consensus. Yeah. Yep. So, so it goes it into works. a room and then that's the way it works. So, uh, it, just be, be hip to the game and understand that, you know, yes, there are people that can help. Yep. There's services that can definitely get your information out there. That's why you got to be going to places where there's people that can help expose you know, and get your name out there. But at the same time, do not fall for the the slick salesman telling you, you know, pay him a couple thousand dollars and then they'll be with you from your freshman to senior year. And then you get a, uh, you know, an offer that is less desirable that you would have gotten on your own. Right. And, and again, we're seeing a, a lot of that pop up, a lot of a lot of places saying that they're going to help kids get notice. And I always another thing I always tell kids is if you are good enough, they will find you. Mm-hmm. Don't delude yourself into thinking, oh, I'm slept on or this. They find talent no matter when and no matter what. They always find it. You know, we talk about some players like Cody Schrader. He took a different path, but guess what? His talent was found. Now he's leading the SEC in rushing and in touchdowns. So what we learned, we learned be careful who tells you they can guarantee you anything, especially a scholarship. Yep. Right. Whether it's whether it's through their service, through their promotion, through their combine, through their camp. Right. You gotta, just, you gotta just look at the results. Like I look at, like, I would never tell you, you come to our combine, you're getting an offer, right. but results speak. For you should themselves. also look at the results. Like, I mean, there's literally 30 plus guys that have done it over the years that have played in the NFL and right. thousands that have played college football. Right? I mean, oh, absolutely. It's, it's the, the who's who including present day. Yeah. Right. And who's who of kids in St. Louis. And, and you'll see, especially those younger guys, those freshmen, yeah. eighth graders, freshmen, you know, rising freshmen, rising sophomores, they come, and one of which is a huge recruit, and I will never forget talking to uh, Ryan Wingo's dad yeah. and Jeremiah Love, the same one. They yeah. both ran extremely well. Ryan was going to be a freshman, and Jeremiah was going to be a sophomore. Talking to both their dads about how well they ran the combine that that particular uh, spring. Oh yeah, and uh, I said, "You just watch. It's gonna. They're going to both blow up." And and yes. That's not the only reason, obviously, but it right. is a start and you can start to prove who you are and it becomes a really big uh, jumping board, right? If you're prepared. Oh, without question. I mean, if you're you, prepared. It, it's so crazy because like, like you were saying, one year we, we had, and they, they all got nominated for all-star, yeah, you know, uh, yep. AC, uh, American Cancer Society, ACS, yep, all-star. You, Ryan Wingo was one of the guys. Jeremiah Love was another one of the guys. I think uh, Jeremiah McClellan was another one of the yep. guys. And uh, Big Kyan, uh, who's yep. playing down at ba- Baylor, yep. right? Kyan from uh, Festus. Yeah, from Festus, yeah. Was was down at Joplin. I found him when he was, he hadn't even played varsity ball yet. Don't think he, he might have played JV, might have been just a freshman. Mm-hmm. 
I found him, invited him up to the combine after the combine. And again, I'm not saying this is going to happen to everybody or anybody, but Baylor offers him. Yep. Boom. Right, right after because he's a, he was a 6'3", 215 pound sophomore going to be junior who ran a four five forty. You know, I, I think what's what's really cool too is that the combine you'll see at our elite football combine you'll see coaches, high school coaches who come are just watching their kids supporting them. Yep, and then they're you know they've had a college coach interested in that young man, and uh, they'll call and say, hey, he just ran a four five or four six. Oh yeah. And then by the time the kid's done with the combine, I remember I forgot one of the Nebraska had offered a kid uh right at that time. And it was really interesting, but it was like it happened so fast. Jimmy Swain from uh, Lee Summit. Jimmy Swain. Missouri. And, yeah. and so you know one reason that you know people like we do not do our combine in like December, January for a specific purpose. And I can tell you why. Uh A, your body's not recovered from the season. B you, you need to work out and be, be at, uh, you know, in a good form. Right. So, 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 coach, so coaches want to see the last time they tested you was in the summer. So like, you know, July, June, July. Well, if, if you do it in March, you know, uh, February, March, they can see what your height is. They've already had a chance to see your film from the season. Now they can verify your height, your weight, your speed and your explosiveness. So that is the next phase for them to start to kind of figure out where you're at in your progression. And I think that that a lot of people don't understand like how it works. So, like you're looking at that mid, late winter, early spring is the perfect time to get your name out there because they've had a chance to get through their recruiting class. They're now looking to the next groups. You can verify who you are, what you're about, and then and then start to send that message to them. And uh, you know, hopefully, you've piqued their interest with your game film from the year. Oh, absolutely. And the main thing I would say is you hit on it right out of the gate is you want to recover from your season. You want to recover from your season. You want to get a little time to prepare yep. because you want to put your best foot forward. You want to have your best showing. You don't want to go right from football into trying to run your fastest, jump your highest, and, and just, you know, be your most explosive. Yeah, most guys have lost weight and have slowed down during the season. Yeah. That's just football. That's how it goes. Yep. If you're doing it right. right. If you're doing it right. If yeah. you're doing it right. All right. So we had talked about all that. We talked about the combine, the elite combine. One of the former participants who's playing in NFL at the elite combine is Mr. Tony Adams, St. Louis university high graduate and university of Illinois. Yeah. I had a chance to talk to him. He was home on the bye week um, just coming off of a big win where he had a game winch, you know, cinching and clinching um, pick where they ended up score. He picked Jalen hurts off and I had a chance to catch up with him. He was at the facility uh, getting some body work in and he was in there doing some workout, uh, you know, doing some light movement stuff and, DB drills with another uh, former SLU teammate who's now going to be playing in the USFL, former NFL guy, Daniel Isom. Oh, uh, nice. So they were in there together. Yeah. We're going to have Daniel come on one time, just you know, talk a little bit about his experience in the NFL and getting injured. And now he's you know working his way back through the ranks. But, Tony, it's a great interview. There's current NFL uh, New York Jet, Tony Adams. All right, we have Tony Adams with us. He is a longtime friend of our facility and training program. He's now a safety with the New York Jets. Tony, real quick, did you play youth football? Uh, just a little bit. I didn't like it. Uh, I went in love with it, so I kind of quit it. I, I really didn't want to play ball. And then you started playing again in high school. High school picked it up and then kind of just fell in love with it. I think that's really important to, to know is that, you know, as a little guy, like you just got to, you know, go with the flow and if it, if it works, it works. And then, 
You get the high school. So where'd you go to high school? Uh, St. Louis University High, St. Louis, Missouri. Perfect. And then uh, how was your recruitment coming out of high school? Um, it was kind of slow. Uh, I didn't have a lot of big offers, a lot of FCS. And then um, I, ha I had two FBS offers. I had Mizzou and I had Illinois. And it was starting to pick up until I tore my ACL. Yeah, getting hurt that, that senior year can be really difficult. Yeah. As we were just talking about it all happens for a reason. All happens for a Next reason. Next thing you know, you're, you're doing your thing. Yes, sir. So uh, coming out of school, what happened after uh, University of Illinois? Um, when I got there, uh, I was the first freshman to play cornerback, start cornerback since Vontae David. Um, so they, they was pretty high up on me. Uh, then I got injured again, uh, tore labrum next year. Broke my hand, so I dealt with a lot of injuries in college. You know, what do you do? You think it uh, your experience made you a better better player when it all was all said and done? Yeah, a thousand percent. It it had it made me take a look inward. Uh, Try to learn a lot, learn more about the body, learn more about myself, and ultimately it taught me. Um, well, it was instilled in me growing up, just perseverance, hard work, and always when you got a, a mission to stay focused on it and avoid distractions and. I think that's key is avoiding distractions. So rewind back a little bit. In high school, you started uh, you know, coming in here when you were a young guy, yeah. uh, freshman. You were, uh, as you hold the distinction of starting as a freshman at Illinois, when we had the St. Louis Rams high school player development team, you were the only <coughs> freshman that we ever had that made it. Um, and then that was the last year they did it. But you, you were a, a key member of that team. <coughs> and. Uh, what can you say about your time of you know, doing your seven-on-seven? Seven? You, you did that, and then you, you, you ended up uh, doing Midwest Boom as well. Exactly. I think seven-on-seven seven is a great thing, um, especially, like, the opportunity it gave to me. It gave me to play against the best competition around the United States and just represent my hometown, represent St. Louis, Missouri, and just going against that competition, knowing I'm the youngest guy, knowing that I'm playing seniors, juniors, and stuff like that, like, it, it, it's no other way to build your confidence, like no no better way. Like in the competition, only gonna make you better. So it was an awesome experience. Yeah, big plays, but I think, what was your experience doing the, the Midwest Boom? I think um, I, I wouldn't trade the experience for no other experience. Like you're going against guys from across the uh, country, competing for their state, you know, what I'm saying, competing for their team. And then you going against these guys who got all these offers and you dominating them, you killing them. and uh, it kind of make you feel like, man, forget these guys. I'm the guy, you know what I'm saying? And the best part about it is I was representing St. Louis. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing where people get it misconstrued. Like people, you could go all over the country and play for these other teams and do all this other stuff, but why not help your own state? Why not help your area? And this, like, why not represent St. Louis? Now you come in year two, starting. Yeah. Right. Had a heck of a training camp. Your name was all over social media. You're making buzz. We obviously watch everything to you know make sure to check up on you. Uh, we saw things were really going well. Uh, season starts, doing great. Coming off of a you're on a bye week, right? And uh, had a heck of a game and, and had a game cinching, winning interception, which yeah. led to the score that win the, won the game against the Eagles. So how'd that feel? It was a surreal moment. It's like you living through your dream and then. Like those plays you imagine as a kid, like it come to pass. So it, it, it's no better feeling. But the um, the greatest thing about this game is like you could live in the past, but you only as best as your next outing. So forward to the Giants. 
So you're back home, you have an off week. So what do you do? What's what's the what what what's the goal while you're off? Um I think what got me this far was the consistency, the hard work and the love of the game. So every time I'm home, I'm always in here at an elite football academy. Like I'm, I'm always here. Like this is just what I do. This is who I am. So I'm, I'm just doing what got me here, and uh, it didn't work so far. So I'm gonna keep doing that. In closing, what's what's your uh, word of advice to a kid that's a sophomore, junior, maybe a freshman starting football that has aspirations to go where you went? Um, if you if you if you want to get to where I am, man. Thank God I am where I am. Um, it takes a little bit of being obsessed with it. It takes a lot of being in love with it. And it takes enough discipline to understand it's going to be a million different options and choices and roads you could go down. But if this is your dream, like you say it's your dream, you got to focus on your dream and uh, just love the process. Just love it. Love it. All right, PA, we'll be watching the rest of the season. My guy. Thank you. That, I mean, that last part was terrific. He nailed it. He oh, nailed it. 100%. That every, every, hopefully every young person nailed who sees it. this will remember those words. Because you do. You got to be obsessed. You got to love it. You got to have the discipline. And part, part of that discipline is not letting the other stuff. Because like you said, you got a lot of different options. And he didn't go into details. But there's bad stuff off the field that you can have as an option. Or you can stick with this. And he is, I mean, that. When he was talking like that, I just thought, well, I guess clearly he's been listening to the show, right? Yeah, so we talk about it every week, constantly. That's how we lead it off. But he is a competitive, competitive human being, right? And I think that that really is. The discipline, I don't know that people quite understand. I think last week we talked about it. You know, I said, do you love football? Do you love the thought of football? Right. Right. And I think, you know, that can go over your head pretty quickly as like, well, no, of course I love football. But to get to where he's at, and I'm not even talking about, yeah, the NFL, great, but get to where he went, right? So maybe your level is D2. Maybe your top level is FCS. Maybe it's NAIA. Maybe it's Division One FBS. But it does not matter. To get to that level, you have to do what others are not prepared to do and willing to do, right? I talk to my little junior football team constantly about – playing at a level of, of altitude that other people are uncomfortable at, right? If they're uncomfortable breathing at that high altitude, yeah. stay up there. They won't <laughs> stay for long and they will fall off. <clears throat> so that's that constant competitiveness, focused on discipline, being consistent. Uh, Tony Adams is a guy that just embodies that. I, it's no accident he's playing in the NFL. It's no accident that he beat out. He, there's another part of that uh, – interview that we'll put up yeah yeah. where he he talked about you know he went he chose strategically chose to go to the Jets against other people's advice but he had seven safeties that he had to beat out yeah to get to make the team so yeah so check that out gonna put that up on the YouTube channel as well as we have a website yep football360show.com go check that out there's all all the videos that you find if you're not watching on youtube you can go there and find all the previous shows and all all the videos on that stuff want to talk a little bit of playoff football before we uh get out of here it is the fastest football hour on the planet it just goes by so quick fast pro joe came up with that little tagline and we're going to steal it and use it going to use the heck out of it so uh we'll see how many we can get to here but class six is going to start off with and obviously Lee Summit North, we had Coach uh, Mosey on last week, and they're just currently sitting at number one, and they're in a pretty good position. Still un- undefeated so far, but they may be in the cla- toughest path yeah. 
to get there because they still have to go through ultimately most likely future matchups with Rockhurst against Nixa, who's also undefeated. We had Jackson Cantwell on the show and then Liberty North who they beat in game one, but who has not lost the game since and is really rolling and be ready. We'll be ready to play them again. Right. Absolutely. Got the revenge factor there. And so then on the other side of, of uh, the state the West side, you'd have Liberty North, and there's their path isn't as difficult. They do have a, an undefeated Oak Park team that they're likely going to wind up facing a few weeks down the road. And then, of course, Lee Summit North. So you're looking at that. Over here on, on the, the east side of the state, DeSmet is in, in pretty good position, although they lost that game to uh, yeah. Edwardsville last week, which was a little shocking. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and a, big, a bit of a speed bump going into the playoff. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you hate to see that. I know Coach Merritt. You know when they when they win, when they win going away, he's like, "Oh man, they're they're killing me." So I can imagine what Coach Merritt was like. And they go through their their path isn't as difficult. Most likely Rockbridge or Troy yep. Buchanan are, are, are in their path, and then the other side is incredibly difficult yep. on the east side of the state with CBC in the same. Uh, you know, path with Marquette, who's seven and two, Lafayette, who's eight and one, Seckman, who's nine and zero, oh, and then Jackson, who's eight and one. Yeah, and you got to go down and play them. Most likely, that'd be that. Yeah, no fun. So that's, I mean, you know, all good teams. You know, when it gets to the quarterfinal or semifinal, I imagine this is going to be really, really good matchups. Yep. Very good matchups. I, yeah, it'll be. Really interesting to see how that who that final four is, right? It really it really will because you have you know you have good players on both sides. CBC is just kind of sitting there though, you know. I know they had that tough loss to Desmet. I they're dangerous. That they're that right. they just beat up on Warren Central. I watched a little film on it, and they I mean they just beat up on them, right? They've they've arguably had the toughest schedule, right? They played Lisco yep. Academy. They went down and played a team in. Uh, Bryant, I think Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. I mean, they're they're they they you know, and they were I guess two and one out of those matchups, right? Uh, and then lost here locally, so they'll be dangerous. Go and anywhere. Coach Pingle will have them ready. They will two time state champion, or can they three peat? You know, I spoke with Coach Pingle before the before the season about how difficult that would be, and so it'd be interesting to see if they jump up. You yep. know, I mean, they might be they might be six and two, but it's a it's a dangerous six and two to be at. And so uh, class five, similar thing. You have Cardinal Ritter. In uh, their their path, probably going to face St. Dominic, who's nine and zero down the line. Hiswood East under under coach Bobby Cole done an incredible job, eight and one. Yep, you know which is difficult because I got to tell you what most of the kids who are players in North County and in that area they go to they go elsewhere. Yep, they're in other schools. Other schools they go to private schools. They go some of them might go to schools outside of the state. You never know. Uh, and then uh, MICDS. That's going to be that'd be an interesting matchup as Most well. Definitely. But so that that little that little uh, path is going to be interesting. Hawaiis, who played Cardinal Ritter close, is uh, also has a fairly decent path. Their Capital City North Point, probably their biggest competition, and then uh, a team from Southwest Missouri, uh, Lebanon, is nine and zero, and they look like they're they're pretty much going to you know, go through there. Nothing's yep. for certain in a game of football. Anybody can pop up and beat anybody on any given day. And then Green Valley out of uh, Kansas City area is eight and one, has a really good running back, Ty Williams, who's just, you know, run for over 1,500 yards, six foot, 210 pound kid. 
who just runs mm. over people and has speed. And there are going to be uh, their paths is most likely Raytown South, and then you have Webb City and and Platte County. Who I, I spoke with uh, Rocco Marriott. I was that's why I was in yeah. Kansas City last week. Spoke with him and uh, Jack Oots, uh, tight end, both twenty twenty six kids who. Rocco has a, a offer from Mizzou already amongst other schools. Yep, and I UNLV. think you're familiar with, yeah. 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 Uh, actually, I had a baseball scout ask me about him. Really? Yeah, he day. can play baseball. Yeah. Um, he asked me if I knew him. I know his dad. So, and uh, yeah, he's a uh, big, either. big, strong kid. He said he thinks he could be a guy that could go either way. He really, he really could. I mean, he's a heck of an arm, about 6'3", 200 pounds, just yep. can, can just really sling the ball. Some recruiting info before we get out of here. Uh, some guys picking up recent offers, talking about Liberty North, Jason Sean Ross, 6'4", 230-pound defensive ed- edge rusher, just legit 4'5", or lower, mm-hmm. 40 at 6'4", 230. Picked up an offer from Alabama this past week. Some other offers. Uh, Will Kemna out of Jefferson City, Hawaii's K-State offered Lucas Allgaier from MICDS, guy we're both familiar with, 6'6", 250, was offered as an offensive tackle by Kansas State. Very athletic, big guy. Titan Davis, another guy we spoke yep. about on the show with Coach Merritt recently, picked up his first offer, just a sophomore, 6'5", 235, offer from Kansas State. Uh, DJ Miller from Ritter, uh, Colorado, and Kansas offered Jacoby Oliphant picked up an offer from Colorado State. He just picked up another one, came across my Twitter feed, and I'll have to think about what, what that. Or he's going to be down at Oklahoma State, which I wouldn't be surprised if, if they offered him. He's yeah, a six. Yeah, they've done, done well. Cam Epps doing great down there from Oh, absolutely. Spartan. And sort of similar player, right? Yeah, very six similar. four, two hundred pound kid, yep. very athletic, can run. And then uh, uh, Brady Kerperin. From uh, Blair Oaks, committed to Air Force, and then uh, Dante Birch from Christ Prep in Kansas City, committed to Wyoming. So all kinds of stuff. We didn't even get a chance to, to talk in depth Mizzou this week, which yeah, you know, by week it, it'll be good yeah. get to see a few guys this weekend um, coming home. So uh, we hit the basics. Get to get to see that. Hopefully, might get an interview or two from some guys. Talk there you to go. them. Um, but uh, hey, before we get out of here, I, I definitely want to send our thoughts and prayers to. Uh, a good friend of ours, Brett Gabbard, suffered oh, yeah. a uh, very devastating break Horrible. of his leg uh, in their game against uh, Toledo this weekend. He was leading the MAC in passing and touchdowns, uh, on track to be the uh, MAC Player of the Year. He was just the MAC Player of the Week the week before, and uh, s- suffered a devastating uh, lower leg injury, a you know, break where he had required surgery. So, you know, knowing what I know about him and his family. Uh, there'll be perseverance. There'll be, uh, you know, make make sure every everything's a okay, and he will be back. He will compete. He's a warrior. The kid works yeah. his butt off. Uh, cannot say nice enough things about he and his family. Um, just just good people, yeah. and uh, he'll you up, hate to see it happen. Yeah, heal up fully and come back better than ever. So before we get out of here as well, our social media, you people can reach you on uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram at. Yep, Twitter is Elite Football. And then Instagram is Elite Football Academy. And for me, JP Rock MO. If you're a player and you watch this, tag me. I retweet everybody's film who tags me. It's it's good free promotion for you out there. College coaches will will at least take a glance at it. No promises of scholarships, but they will at least take a, a glance at it. And uh, on Instagram at JP Rock Scouts U. The fastest hour of football talk. Yeah. Hey, send, send questions in. If there's topics you want us to talk yeah, about, uh, definitely we're game to do it. Just let us know. 
Absolutely. And last, last thing before we get out of here, if you're interested in sponsoring like Wente's does, contact Megs at 360 football or football three Megs at football 360 show.com for advertising and sponsorship information. Appreciate everybody watching, everybody who's going to see this. And we're going to talk to you next week for your Tuesday night football fix. It is the football 360 show. See ya. Have a good week and stay safe. Thank you.